Hello and welcome to Opening the Gates to More Listings for Estate Agents with me, Simon Gates. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Leanne Parr. Leanne, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, thank you, Simon. I feel very honoured, very privileged. Um, a little bit nervous, but so I'm looking forward to it. Good. I, I get nervous every time I, I record this uh, podcast, but I think it's it's good nerves. It's a bit like going into those market appraisals where even when you've done it a thousand times, you know what you're doing, you've got confidence, but there's still that little bit of nervousness. And I think if you're complacent, that's perhaps where, do you know what I mean? The, the, yeah, it, and, it and it's more exciting, isn't it? Which is good. So, uh, you know, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So I said to you before we hit record, I've got certain questions I actually want to be asking you where I think you can add value to listeners. So no pressure when I when you've just said you're <laughs> nervous. But um we've sort of been we've sort of known each other now uh through sort of zoom world uh for i don't know a couple of years probably um and there's a few questions i want to ask off the back of that because in doing a little bit of research for this because believe it or not i do a bit of prep for these podcast episodes you've now got 152 google reviews at five stars right okay yeah yeah which which is incredible and I, I am such a big believer in Google reviews, and I don't think agents do enough to to get them. So, yeah. can I ask a question? How are you, how and when are you getting those reviews, and and, and why is it you getting those five star reviews? Um, so, I'm a massive advocate of Google reviews. I'm like you. I believe um, social proofing is massive um, nowadays. Um, and yeah, I think for me, we like to only ask for them at the end, um, because I'm just a firm believer it's once you've done the job, you've done a fantastic job, um, you know, it, it's, you're working with us for, for weeks, um, and yeah, it's, it's just asking at the end, once we've, want, hand on our heart, we know we've done a great job, um, and yeah, it's, it, it, it's just a no-brainer, because if you, you know, do a good job for somebody, yeah. They're going to see it on Google, and we're very, very proud of the fact that 70% of our business um, does come from either customer recommendation or through our Google page. So, and me and Tommy were talking about this the other day, it's absolutely bonkers that we have been going now, well, four and a half years, coming to the end of five years at the end oh, of- Oh, wow, is that it? That, that's it, yeah, wow. but it's, it's a long time, really, when you think about it, and- we haven't done a, a bit of brand awareness, um, which is, is quite shocking, really. But yeah, organically, we still do really well. And I, yeah, it, it's 70% of the business. Brilliant. I, lo- I, I love that. So uh, 70% uh, sort of through Googling you, seeing the amazing reviews, uh, and then you've got those recommendations coming through. And the recommendations actually are a byproduct of the reviews because you get recommendations for exceptional service and exceptional yeah. services leading to five-star reviews and it's it's not just on google um again i looked at esther's you got 209 esther reviews with an average of 99.4 percent oh right okay so i didn't know it was that many esters but <laughs> yeah no we're uh, yeah we just booked our tickets actually yesterday for this year's award um, nice. but yeah i'm just a big believer that you you you're either competing on, on price or value and we we're not the cheapest agent we don't want to be the cheapest agent and we don't pretend to be the cheapest agent however i honestly believe and i'm obsessed with customer service myself and um, you know outside of work people only leave you know such positive reviews if they have one been impressed with the results and been absolutely del- delighted with the result that you've got them 
but two is they have just been really, really happy and blown away with the service. Yeah. I know I only leave a review if I've either been really hacked off or I've just been blown away with, with somebody's service. You don't leave it for average. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you. Yeah, if, you, if you've had a horrific service, there might be a negative review. If you've had an exceptional service, there might be a review. I think it's very English. Like if something's mediocre, you're kind of not going to leave a review. Um, so it's really interesting to hear what you what you said there. In terms of actually asking for that review, how do you do it? Is that phone call? Is it in person? Is it an email? Is it a text? What? So, so we always like to let people settle in um, you know, after completion. They've got loads going on. They've got the move. They're stressed out. They're trying to organise <laughs> the utilities. So yes, on key handover. And we always meet people in person. So I think that makes a huge difference as well. Nice. Um, on moving day, nobody comes to our office. We always hand deliver our keys. So we hand Brilliant. over our gifts, our key box. It's really nice just to, you know, take that little stress away from moving day so they're not fighting the traffic. And I think people really appreciate the fact that even on the last day, we are still going above and beyond to, to help them and to, to reduce the stress levels and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, we do mention it when we pass everything over. But we do say that, you know, we don't expect you to do it straight away. You know, just focus on getting settled in. We'll give you a call in a couple of weeks time and just see how everything's going. We do follow that up with a phone call. And then following that, it's just a really nice touch point to catch up with people. And at that point, we always, um, you know, follow it up with an email with, yeah. with the links to, to log the reviews, the editors, um, yeah. Facebook. And yeah, people generally, you know, they, they tend to do it on the back of that. And again, some people do forget. So there may be a gentle reminder, you know, a couple of weeks after that, or sometimes a couple of months, whenever it is that we catch up again. But we, we have that relationship with our buyers and sellers where we can just pick up the phone and yeah. they're always glad to hear our voices. And, yeah. you know, Tommy put a post on, on the Facebook page earlier and one of our past clients, for, saw... must be over 12 months ago, you know, I miss my Tommy chat. Yeah. And, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think it's it's having that relationship that you can just always pick up the phone. Yeah, I um I, that leads nicely into something else that I wanted to ask you actually. And I saw that in a Facebook post earlier where you clearly have relationships that outlast the transactions. And I love that you have, you know, on completion, it's like here's a gift. Let's go bring you the keys because I look back in my agency days and very very like early days of it, like a dozen years ago. And I'm like, someone's literally comes to the office, really stressed about parking because it's not easy to park. No. They're then coming in all flustered. They've probably got kids in the car. They've got dogs, cats, everything going on. Yeah. You give them a key and and there's actually people probably going, oh, I've, I've just paid £5,000, let's say, for you to set. And it feels like they're, hand, they're handing over £5,000 and they forget everything else that's that's been. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, and we've even had sellers, uh, sorry, buyers who haven't used us but we've still met them on completion. And they've turned around and said to us, I've been into my own estate agent today to drop my keys off. And they asked who I was. They didn't even know wow. who I was as a customer, which, you know, to me, that is just and, absolutely shocking. And what a differentiator that is, hypothetically, you know, if they look to move in three, four, five, ten years time, that is the lasting impression that they drop keys off. They didn't know who they were. And then you're not, they're not even technically your client and you've come to meet them you know you, you you're increasing your your uh, chances of getting that business when they when they sell in the future yeah we just try our best we like to help yeah. people as much as possible and... 
so uh, just a little tip for the listeners and i don't know if you already uh do this liam but if you ask people to leave your a review on esters um so send them an esters link they leave an esters review it then ask them if they want to double up and leave a review on google so you get a bit of double bubble there for for the listeners we actually got a really good uh link that we use at home search which is from alex evans at the state oh, app got that. Yeah, have you got that yeah, yeah so when i send that to someone uh, and we're very proud of, of the reviews we've got at home search i send that to someone and they can choose uh google esters facebook or kerfuffle uh yeah. to leave a review and it, it works really well going on to that point you said about tommy and i saw that comment of we miss our weekly tommy uh talks <laughs> so i saw tommy take a selfie in someone's living room having a cup of tea or coffee two months after completion with a before and after yeah yeah and i i, I just looked at it and thought that's bloody brilliant i know um and we're doing some valuation training so we gave them an upstate valuation um yeah it is and, and they rang they actually rang a couple of saturdays ago and said we're ready now we want tommy to come back we'll have the biscuits ready Nice. You know, um, get him to give me a call on Monday. Um, and yeah, it, I just think it, it is. It's so, it is so nice that we do keep in keep that relationship because yeah. I've done the job for a long time, 16 years, and I still deal with people today that I met 16 years ago, whether they be investors or, you know, they've moved a couple of times. Yeah. You have to invest in those relationships. It, it does, it always pays itself forward. I love that. Invest in relationships and it pays itself forward. Absolutely yeah. love that. Um, on that, on another point on that Facebook post, you've got 2.3 thousand followers on Facebook. So that's pretty good going. Um, how have you managed to, to get to that figure over four and a half years? Um, again, to be honest, organically, um, we do do all our own um, social posting and um, we don't outsource it. We like to write our own posts. We like them to be really authentic. Yeah. Um, speaking from the heart, you know, it's, um, don't get me wrong, it, it, it's time consuming and it, it does take a lot of time and, you know, we definitely need to post more on there and we need to get more content on there. Um, but I think people, they do look forward to our content um, and, you know, we have customers that, that follow us for a long time before they actually engage and have a valuation and they say oh we've been following you for six months yeah, so, yeah. you know we've been following your page now since you first started and it's like oh my god and then you know you sat with them in the living room and it yeah, turns yeah. into a listing so yeah it is organic and um, we do try and get involved with the community groups um, as much as possible again there's more we can do on that and we certainly you know don't do um, enough but I think it's it's just being present. We try and show up as much as possible. Again, we've not done as much video as we'd like to do, but that's something we're trying to do more of. Well, you did you you went and did video training recently, didn't you? Yes, yeah, with uh, with Chris Watkin um, and James England. Uh, that was brilliant. So yeah, we've been practicing the editing and. Yeah, we've just got our drone and all that kind of stuff. So it's that exciting. Um, yeah. I always say we. We didn't push on with video strategy when we should have done um, through lockdown, as you know, for very different reasons. Yeah. Um, I was going off to have my baby and yeah, we were just, just that focused. small thing. Yeah, just that small thing. She's nearly two. So yeah, we were focusing on our culture and just getting ready to go off and have the baby. But yeah, going back to the, the, the Facebook and, and the following, 
it's just showing up every day, you know, just trying yeah. to add as much value as possible, whether it's, yeah. you know, educational or, um, and I think the personality, we try and get our personalities across as much as possible. Uh, we have such a laugh in here, and I think our customers do like the fact that, again, we bring a bit of humour to yeah. the transaction at the times when it's needed the most, because let's be honest, it is very stressful. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think they do like the fact that we try and bring that to the page as well as yeah. possible. I really like that. You, you know, you can be you can be extremely professional, personable at the same time, and it is a stressful time in moving home and bringing a bit of humour uh, to the transaction, I think it's brilliant. And what you were saying there um, in terms of the social media, like just making sure that you show up and do it, you're adding value. And I really liked a couple of other points you said where people are waiting and enjoying your content, uh, which is really interesting. And then you're in people's living rooms and they're like, we've been following you for four and a half years. And you're like, I didn't know that. It's that invisible audience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah, you'd be surprised at how many, yeah, of those invisible audiences are actually watching yeah. consistently. So yeah, I'll use that word consistent because I think that's um, that's a massive factor as well, isn't it? Just being consistent with everything. Um, and it's a bit like the um, the book, the um, the Tipping Point by um, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's you know just doing all your actions consistently. Um, at the right time yeah. and have a compound effect um yeah. so yeah i think i think there's an element of I, I literally had this conversation yesterday evening with an estate agent i sort of mentioned malcolm gladwell and the tipping point and i said you know everyone's seen that like uh image across social media where you've got the guy digging for gold and he turns around just as the gold to the other side of the wall and just giving up when maybe yeah. it's that you know that 100th post or that 100th video and they feel like they're yeah. not getting anywhere um so um just moving on to a, another point just still with esters actually uh and i wanted to ask this because uh and it's probably a bit of a controversial question but someone put something on linkedin earlier i think it was today uh about awards um and uh, michelle gallagher made a very very interesting point being kind of not the current number one estate agent oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Masters. um and it was kind of a rewards worth it and stuff now You've got quite a few Esther's awards across 2019, 2020, 2021. So, like, what do those awards mean to you? And do you, do, do you see it helping you get through doors or helping you win business? Um, yeah, definitely. Because I think one, they're voted for by by our customers, so people yeah. that have used us. So they're the most tangible. Um, you know, it, it, it's tangible, isn't it? You know, it's based on people's experiences with us. Um, and you know, it it is we're dealing with people for weeks and weeks and you know i think to to get such glowing feedback at the end it it, it is impressive you know and i think it, it's something that we do work really hard at so yeah i think the awards are a massive for us and i did an appointment um yesterday and the guy was looking at the leaflet as i was you know our booklet sorry our handout as, as i was walking down the house and he said, they're all recent. These awards are all recent. Right. So they're not from like five years ago. They're all recent awards. And I said, well, yeah. You know, I said, we're, we're very lucky. And we do get shortlisted, or we have done, you know, since we've been trading, which is fantastic. Um, looking forward to, to the October awards. Um, but yeah, we, we work really, really hard at those. And, you know, last year, it meant everything to me that Tommy got the, um, the People Award that meant more than getting the company award yeah. because 
personally, I know how hard he has worked over the last two years through lockdown, supporting me through my pregnancy, through having my maternity leave. And to see him on that stage, get that award, meant everything for both of us. So yeah. it's not just what it means to the customers, but it's also what it means to our team as well. And I think it's just great for culture, great for morale. It's such a brilliant day out. It's yeah. not cheap, but it's always worth the <laughs> money. Um, so yeah, for me, I think it's it's not just what it means to the customers, yeah. it's what it means to your team as well. Um, and it, it shows that you're, you are doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think I've missed, I completely missed off a point there and you've hit the nail on the head. I think uh, Ben Madden from Finding Country uh, in London had actually commented on the LinkedIn post that I was talking about where he said, um, did it, does he think it's won them business? Perhaps not. But he's like, is it morale booster for the team? Because they feel acknowledged that they've won. And um, little plug here for home search. Sorry, not sorry. But yeah. we got 2021 <laughs> best instruction generation tool. And I, yeah. I was in, I was in the room and it was amazing you know yeah and the work that you know it it had been like 18 months of solid work um to to get to that point and it made us for me and I think I speak for my colleagues even hungrier for coming up in October touch wood we can defend that trophy exactly Um, yeah yeah we were we were hungry for more like we enjoyed it and then the next day it was like right we need to we need to come back and win it again you know it's a massive thing just to get shortlisted so yeah. you know even like you say if you don't um and, and we always say the same thing if you don't get anything on the day that would just make us even more hungrier like you say to, to go back the year after and yeah so you've mentioned um in this podcast about how hard you work and i know how hard you work and you work incredibly hard for your clients because in your email footer at the moment it says you're averaging 103 percent of asking price so yeah, that has been since trading. Um, since so trading. Since trading. So in four and a half years, on average, you get a hundred and three percent, and that's yeah. in your area about six thousand seven hundred and fifty pound more in the back pocket of the client, roughly. Yeah, yeah, slightly over. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the last eighteen months has been higher. Obviously, um, that's been more like six percent. Um, and again, it comes down to it comes down to getting that best result for your client. And I mean, you know me, Simon, I don't want to just rush and say I've sold a house. (laughs) I want to sell it for the best price to the most committed buyer because, and I should have this on my email footer, but the statistic that I'm actually most proud of is the fact that since trading, only 7% of our sales have fallen through. Wow. 9%, I think it is, which again proves to 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 us um you know it it tells us that that we are yes negotiating best price of course we always want to get the most equity for our sellers that's our job but we also want to sell to the most committed buyers and we would rather that process take a couple of days longer a week longer whatever it may be to get that sale that sticks because that's the one that we're going to get to the finish line and i our clients totally appreciate that and going back to the reviews People do not pay a higher percentage if they've not been delighted with the result that you've secured for them, because that's putting more money, like you said, in their back pocket. But most importantly, you know, had a really nice experience along the way. Yeah, brilliant. So we've talked about the awards you've won. We've talked about the amazing glowing reviews, the followers you've got, the great prices you get for your clients. But I'm sure it hasn't been all, you know, beds and roses. 
uh, in the last four and a half years. So if you had your time again and set up, what's one thing you'd do differently? Um, setting up again, um, I would probably try and leverage my personal brand more. Okay. Um, and it's a bit funny, really, because I, so I've done the job for a long time. Like I said, um, I don't think I leverage my personal brand as much as what I should have done in the beginning. And that'll come down to things like, you know, shying behind the camera, yeah. uh, not getting comfortable with video early enough, all that kind of stuff. Um, because I think if I'd have done that sooner, we might have been a little bit further on quicker. Um, so yeah, I think it's just getting that com get, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable quicker because I honestly believe that will catapult your success if you if you do leverage a personal brand. Um, so yeah, I definitely would have done that, that differently. So with that in mind, let's just pretend for a moment you were moving down south. Mm -hmm. Don't get too much of a nosebleed coming <laughs> down here. Right. And and you open up an estate agent in Newport Pagnell center of the country and you've got no personal brand here because no one would would know you unless unless you've got family and friends here i don't know about what would you, what would you be doing to go and create a personal brand and, and generate listings i'd just be trying to make friends with the local community as much as possible um i'd be door knocking every listing on the market to introduce myself obviously i'd be leveraging um home search Interestingly, we've just uh, done our second round of valuation invites uh, for September. I've seen um, eight market appraisals um, this week, um, all oh, wow. fantastic appointments. Um, we've had two instructions on the back of the first lot that we did. Um, so, yeah, I'd definitely be um, utilising home search as much as possible. Um, and again, the appointments I've done this week, people that just haven't even heard of us but the flyers arrived and it's been you know they've looked on the website they've done a bit of digging um so yeah that that has been fantastic um and i've just been getting on the camera talking and um, through the local community and um, getting my experience across trying to be as helpful as possible talking about the local property market yeah. um and yeah just just trying to make as many connections as possible in the right places yeah no i absolutely love that and uh selfishly i just want to circle back to what you said about home search you kept that quiet i didn't know that <laughs> yeah we've um it's um oh gosh what's his name um Stuart. 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 Yeah, yeah yeah Stuart's the valuation invite man isn't he um he is. so yeah it just said simple nothing um you know over complicated about it but it has worked fantastically yeah. well uh, so yeah looking forward to sending out more of those brilliant so just to share with the listeners who might not be familiar uh with with what you're uh talking about Leanne and I don't know if I've shared this with you we did an ROI for an agent um recently and admittedly I think they're in the sorry direction I'm gonna say so exactly. they're nice juicy property price oh, yeah, like yeah. nearer a million than three quarters of a million where they are they'd had some incredible responses and I think they had taken to market 50% of the properties that went out to appraise so it's not just time wasters in inverted commas but 30% yeah. of the properties they had been out to appraise through home search letters were valuing in your area right. yeah, yeah. so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily need to be um, a recently sold campaign or targeting other agents so obviously there's things we can that you can do but just 
go and say, hey, we're in your area between this date and this date. It's our spring campaign, our summer campaign, our autumn campaign, whatever it be. Do you want us to pop our, our you know, pop our head in and, and give you an informal uh, opinion on your property, right? Yeah, and it, and it goes back to some of the old school estate agency stuff that we always used to do. Only home search gives you the tag to do it a lot faster, a lot quicker and a lot more savvy. So it's it sort of come full circle in a way. And, and we are in the um, anti-right move camp. So we came off right move, again, as you know, and doing the back to basic stuff is massively helping us to, to grow our brand um, a bit quicker. It's interesting what you said, because, you know, you've got the 70 percent seeing you through Google and then you've got those recommendations, referrals, reviews, etc. But and then you've just said that as market appraisals you've done where they said they've never heard of you. So I think it just goes to show how important it is to those back to basics, old school, traditional things of direct mail to people to, to get your brand out there. 100 percent. And I think if it's done in the right way it's an opportunity for us. And again, it depends how good you are at keeping in touch with your database and your, um, you know, your keeping touch policy and everything. But through home search, you can definitely start to chain build. It's just nurturing that data. Um, so yeah, for, for us, it's a no-brainer. I, wouldn't be without it now. I, I like what you said. So keep in touch. I might have said this on another podcast episode, but ask yourself this question for anyone listening, write it down in your book. Who's the kit man in your business and kit standing for keep in touch. So everyone should have a kit man. Who's yeah. basically that, that meerkat who looks above and, you know, keeps an eye out and everything is like, are we, are we sweeping up? Are we, are we making sure everyone's, you know, being kept in contact? And so on that point, I've got a client um, who's local to me and he's just about to list a 2 million pound property, which is a nice big lump. They originally sent a letter in October 2021 and they've just progressed that client. They've nurtured them, nurtured them, nurtured them. Whereas I know there's so many agents who would go out and do the valuation and those people are not ready to come to market in 30 days and they fall off the edge of a cliff. Yeah, I think it's um, naturally now through the portals. Um, Not all agents, but some have have been very reactive. Mm. And it's all the proactive um, keeping in touch policy and the nurturing of the database and all that kind of stuff that again it's that pay itself forward um so yeah i'm the type that keep ringing keep ringing and again it, it's at the right time we don't want to harass people but so long as we're adding value on every phone call they will come full circle at some point when they're ready and if you can offer them a solution to their to their problem or their moving headache yeah. well, again you're, you're you're being part of the solution for them so I love that. Being a solution to a problem, um, helping them with their moving headache. I've never heard it as a moving headache. That's really, really good. And then when you said not harassing and progressing them, uh, Perry Powers says that a lot and says that he sort of learned it from Josh Vegan. Uh, And I think that I used to be really good at ringing uh, market appraisals and staying in contact. But if I look back at my early days of doing that, it was so transactional. Obviously, I go, oh, hi, Leanne. How are you doing? What's going on? Are you ready to move? No. See you later. Bye. Next one. Whereas I think it was in my last full year in, in agency. And again, plugging home search, why not? It was like having that data in front of me. And again, I don't necessarily need, need home search for it. I could be on, on other uh, you know websites, but you pick up the phone to someone, you go, did you, did you see that one just went on the market and sold within a week? Did you see that one completed and it got the highest price on the street? 
And and that kind of conversation, all of a sudden, people, oh, wow, okay, well, Simon, what does that mean for me? If that house got that, I'm, I'm like, well, you might get an extra 10, 20, 30,000. Now, what does that mean to you? And they go, well, that would actually make the move feasible because that could that could pay our stamp duty, solicitor, estate agency fees, and then we could move on. It's like, great, well, should we get the ball rolling? And I think, I mean, you're right, it, it's bonkers how many people don't actually know like, what equity they're sat on or, you know, what, what the house is worth um, and, and the market's changing all the time. I think you've that's a very good point you've just made because look, most people have got a good idea of what their property is worth. They can look at a Zoopla estimate, for example, and it will give them a rough guide. And how many times over the years have we gone out to appraise someone's property? You say 250 and they go, I, I was thinking 270. Yeah, and it's yeah. like right okay they, they, they've got a good idea what they think it's worth but the key language you use there was equity yeah because they they might well know it's worth 270 but actually if you put on paper and go well i don't mean to invade your privacy but how much you got left on your mortgage yeah, yeah. And you get a quick mortgage calculator out and you go right you've got 150 left on your mortgage so you've got 120 equity if you've got 120 equity, you can borrow four and a half times, whatever, blah, 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 interest rates, da, 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 on a calculator, right, this is what you can go spend. And they're like, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and this is what it will be a month. And they're like, light bulb moment. yeah, definitely. Exactly. The light bulb moment. I think we can be too guilty. Uh, and I was having this conversation this morning uh, with someone that we use certain language in this industry, which the public are not going to understand. Um, yeah. And it might be fine to use it in the office where you're just having a casual conversation, but I think, yeah, if you explain it to them in layman's terms, it's a bit like when the interest rate rises came out recently. I did an example of if someone bought a property at 300 with a £30,000 deposit, so 90% loan to value, 270 mortgage, if their interest rate went up by 0.5%, their mortgage was £2 extra a day. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And you're like, it's, it's when you put it in that, Yeah, making it relative. And, yeah. and explaining it in a way that they understand. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think going back to the, um, the keeping in touch policy, so long as you're adding value to, to every conversation, so our, you know, it's like contact with impact. If it's got no impact, it, it's a call detrimental. So, you know, just make sure that we're, we're adding value to every conversation. Where did you get contact with impact from? Um, oh, do you know what? That probably comes back to, and I'm going to say it, but it comes back to my corporate days. Really? Um, they went through a, um, oh yeah, when they were getting, um, you know, when they were trying to focus on, on more customer service and, you know, winning business by winning the hearts and minds of customers, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, because yeah, if, if you're just making a, a call just for the sake of making the call, like you said in the early days, yeah. you know, I'm just ringing to see how you are. Right, okay, well, I'll speak to you again soon. Bye. We've not added any value. They could be really busy at work. We're disrupting their their, their day. Their, you know, yeah. it, it, we've got to be adding some sort of value. Otherwise, it, it's just a pointless yeah. phone call, don't we? <laughs> so it's going away from that. What I was describing with me was I'm interrupting someone's day, whereas you're having impact on their day. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing, going back to um, transactional estate agents, we found over the last 12 months, the way that buyers have been treated by some agents um, will make a huge difference as to who they use moving forward. So, and again, I think that we need to remember to treat our buyers like future sellers because the way that some of them have been treated over the last 12 months because everybody's been so busy and 
you know, we've had way more buyers than we've had sellers. That again will pay itself forward either in a positive or a negative way for, for agents moving forward. 100 percent Um right, we're coming to the end of the podcast now, Leanne, and I think you've given out some amazing advice. So my last question she was going to be in your estate agency career, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? Oh gosh, um swallow the frog. Yeah. Um, I was taught that very early on in my career and we don't shy away from difficult conversations. Obviously, we have to have them at times. Nobody likes having them. They can be uncomfortable, but get it out of the way early. Um, it, yeah, just, just swallow that frog because it's never as bad as you think. And if you've got that relationship with your clients, they will, they will understand and they will appreciate, you know, everything that you're saying. And yeah, yeah I think that, that served me well over the years. I think that that is very, very sad. You use it now in the office a lot. If there's a frog to swallow, get it swallowed, get it out of the way. But you know what? Your day will be so much better once you've swallowed that frog. The, the thing is, if you, if you don't swallow that frog and you, and you keep letting it go on throughout the day, it's that fear, isn't it? Because fear is worse than the actual event itself. And you're just increasing that fear. And yeah, get it out of the way so that you can concentrate on other tasks. And I think with the market, which we potentially could be going into from what everyone keeps saying, there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable and difficult conversations where frogs are going to have to be eaten early. And it will be the agents who eat those frogs early, who, who do succeed and keep market share, increase market share and probably get more profitable. It's those ones who haven't perhaps treated the clients well um, in the past few years uh, with how busy it's been going forward if they don't drill down on eating those frogs early that they might be the ones that suffer 100%. brilliant well leanne there was lots of um absolute gold in there i think what it's shown me in the conversation we've had again this phrase probably gets used every other podcast is success leaves clues because it wasn't and this will sound really bad what i'm about to say but there's not like a one trick pony if you know what i mean no, like it's not no. like you said well, we just use social media or we just get recommendations. We've looked at reviews, rewards, social media, direct mail. Like there's there's been so many different um, sort of facets to the business to to keep it moving forward. Yeah, no, and it is constant, isn't it? So Brilliant. Well, again, Liam, thank you very much for well, being here. Thank you so much. Again. Thank you, Liam. Take care. Thanks.